How many of you know where you fit in when talking about the top 5% or the bottom 60% income bracket? How many of you were born between 1982 and 2004? Keep listening and we're going to share some interesting information when it comes to employment, jobs, and taxes. And we'll give you a breakdown of the income brackets as well. So you too will know where you fit in. This is Evelyn Bowden. And before I get into the economics and jobs report, I want to make a statement about three things. One has to do with the situation facing millennials here in the United States. Those are people born between 1982 and 2004. They are the first generation that is expected to be less economically successful than their parents. Many of them are college graduates who are employed in unrelated fields, are underemployed, or job hopping more than their previous generations. The second thing is to give you a general idea of the effect of a weak currency. A weak currency, in this case for us, would be the dollar. It may help a country's exports gain market share when its goods are less expensive compared to goods priced with higher currencies. Therefore, it can increase sales, which may boost economic growth and jobs by increasing profits for companies doing business in foreign markets. For the consumer, a weak dollar buys less than it did before. Therefore, it eats away at one's standard of living. The third thing I want to do is give you a breakdown of the income groups so you can get an idea of where you fit in in the big scheme of things. The richest 1% have an average annual income of $1,828,000. The next 4% average income of $338,000. The next 15% the average income is $150,000. The fourth 20% $82,700. The middle 20% $50,900, the second 20%, $31,400, the poorest 20%, $14,000 a year. According to the December jobs report, we've had a decade of solid job creation. That's 10 years, seven years under the Obama administration, three years under Trump administration of solid job creation. Unemployment rate is at a 50-year low of 3.5 percent. For nine straight years, the economy added more than 2 million jobs. In 2019, we had the slowest employment gains since 2011. 145,000 jobs were created in December 2019. 139,000 of those went to women. Women now make up 58.4 percent of the workforce. Women hold more jobs than men in the United States. 2019 earnings rose 2.93 percent, which was the weakest since 2015. A summary of the December job reports, manufacturing lost 12,000 jobs, mining lost 8,000 jobs, retail added 41,000 jobs, 
Leisure and hospitality added 40,000 jobs. Health care added 28,000 jobs. Construction added 20,000 jobs. Farming we'll look at shortly as we talk about the China-U.S. tariff war. Also, there was a necessary adjustment that needed to be made in the October and November jobs report. 14,000 fewer jobs were created than reported. November had 10,000 less jobs created. October, 4,000 less jobs created than reported. Now to the details. In 2017, the dollar weakened. In January of 2018, the Trump tax cut took effect. In July, U.S. and China entered a tariff war. Now let's begin with the tariff war. China was supposed to pay, but that didn't happen. American buyers paid 100% of the tariff cost. American farmers lost big time. They lost two-thirds of their exports to China, and there is no guarantee that they will get any or all of it back. China diversified, and now U.S. farmers will compete for the market they once held. China suffered loss of pork due to swine fever. Therefore, there is little demand, if any, for soybean as feed. Bad news for the soybean farmers. Pig farmers are better in a better position because China consumes a large amount of pork and their demand for it is high. For U.S. farmers, it is still a wait-and-see, hope-and-faith situation. Now, the Trump tax cut. Record low unemployment continues. Remember, we had a solid 10 years of strong job creation. Rising income inequality, a direct result of the tax cut. The richest 5%. Those making over $232,000 a year received approximately one-half of the benefit from the tax bill. The bottom 60% earned less than $64,000 a year received 14% of the benefits. The top 1% who earned $1,828,000 a year received 48000 in tax break. The bottom 20% who earned 14000 a year received on average $120 in tax breaks. Corporate tax rate lowered from 35% to 21%. The rich got richer. The super rich now has the legal green light to get even more richer. Because the tax cut added additional loopholes to the existing ones that the wealthy people use to their advantage. Companies can now reduce their tax liability by locating factories and equipment overseas. The law produced more overseas investments, resulting in the largest one-year drop in corporate tax revenue. Corporations gave their workers, on average, a bonus of two cents per hour and no lasting employee benefits. Some companies gave a short-term payout instead of increased wages. Because of this, the federal budget deficit rose by $113 billion. Corporate tax receipts accounted for approximately 80% 
of the deficit increase. It is expected to add $1.5 trillion to the federal deficit over the next decade. The reason for the current budget deficit? Defense spending. U.S. spends more than the next 10 largest governments combined on military. $989 billion budgeted for defense spending. Tax cuts. They immediately reduce the tax revenue. Only 17% of the revenue from income tax cuts was regained. And 50% of the revenue from corporate tax were lost. Trump tax cut will continue to reduce revenue over the next 10 years. It is expected to stimulate growth by 0.7% annually. Therefore, the deficit will increase by $1 trillion instead of the projected $1.5 trillion. Service cost of Bush tax cuts will add another $400 billion. Unfunded mandatory spending is the third thing that caused the current budget deficit. $344 billion to Medicare, which is 49% of the Medicare budget. Medicaid, $426 billion and $611 billion for income support programs. The final consequence of the Trump tax cut, large surplus of low-paying jobs. This is really going to hit home with the millennials. Remember, they are the first generation to be less economically successful than their parents. They are working unrelated fields. They are underemployed or simply job hopping. Here goes. 53 million workers ages 18 to 64, 44% of all workers work in low paying jobs. Those with a medium hourly wage of $10.22 and a medium annual salary of $21,258. Occupations include retail sales, cooks, food and beverage servers, janitors and housekeepers, personal care, that's your child care workers and patient care assistants, and various administrative positions. 64% are aged 25 to 54. 51% are primary earners. 37% have children. And 23% of those live below the federal poverty level. 57% work full-time. 45% of those ages 18 to 24 have college degrees or are in school. On an earlier podcast, I asked the question, could one provide the basic needs for a family of four on $21,000 a year? Studies have shown by whatever matrix you apply, basic cost of living, housing, food, child care, transportation, health care, taxes, outpace earnings from low-wage jobs, even in families with more than one earner. The poor will always be with you takes a deeper meaning when you consider that 44% of the U.S. workforce 
working low-paying jobs, 53 million workers, many with college education, working full-time, earn approximately 21000 a year. The poverty level for a household of four in 2019 is an annual income of $25,750. A lot of numbers, I'm sure, but the numbers speak volume. What the various data included in this broadcast says is the U.S. job growth is slowing down. The record low unemployment is due to an overabundance of low-paying jobs. 53 million people, 44% of the workforce, are working in low-wage jobs, making barely enough to live on. Or, as in the case of those with families, not enough to live on without additional assistance. The information provided by job reports is incomplete at best in that it does not give the complete picture of how job growth is affecting the economy and the workers as well. The U.S.-China tariff war hurt the American farmer and the American consumer paid 100% of the tariff cost. The new agreement with China does not guarantee the farmers will regain their market share. The Trump tax cut pushed the U.S. deficit to over $1 trillion for years to come. 80% of this deficit is driven by lost revenue from corporations. Corporations were the big winners. They received lower tax rates, 35%, down to 21%. The law also allows them to relocate factories and equipments overseas in order to reduce tax liabilities. And this is because of additional loopholes provided by the law. The other big winner, the top 5%, those making over $232,000 a year, received almost half of the benefits provided by the tax cuts. There is no trickle-down effect to the American workers. On average, a $0.02 per hour one-time bonus in most cases. Some companies gave short-term payouts instead of long-term wage increases and benefits. The U.S. dollar is fragile, showing it can be weakened. Now, this can help increase company sales in foreign markets, but the American consumer will have less spending power. The same dollar now buys less. Educating the workforce alone will not fix the low-wage job situation. These jobs will still exist because they are concentrated in health care, child care, transportation, retail sales, food services, housekeeping and janitorial service, and various administrative services. This is Evelyn Bowding. Things are not always what they are presented to be. In the words of a friend of mine, it ain't always what it looks like. Take a look for yourself to find the real deal. This is true of the U.S. Economics and Jobs Reports. How well it is doing depends on who you're talking to. The facts are in the numbers. Search it out. Thank you for listening. Please share the link to our podcast with others and do join me again.